Namaste. This is Maya Tiwari with my podcast series. Home is now in Om. Today I was looking back seven years to something I had written that is so applicable for our use and remembrances for this time, this difficult time of the pandemic. It was a piece that I had blogged about on the Reformation of Spring, our inner Reformation that, if we allow, can become glorious during this incredible season of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. Spring is more than the actual season. It is the metaphor of so many celestial transactions and transmissions. It urges us to lightly thread the earth of our lives during this profound time of reformation. The larger canvas of this time indeed is because of the corona virus. But we all know and we must know that this was bound to happen. This war that we have been fostering with Mother Nature. But as spring brings her blossoms of the fruit trees along with the rhythms of our vulnerability in accord with the greater rhythms, it is a time for reawakening our own deep energies. As we move away from the winter's reprieve and deep rest to Mother Nature's promise of renewal, we are passing through a critical juncture betwixt the seasons. This juncture, from late winter to spring, spring into early summer, is a huge transition in Ayurveda for us to do cleansing, lessen the burdens on the body, the digestive system, give Agni a rest, and allow the general, the general awkwardness of the transition to be what it is and to use the openings that it provides us to haul out the toxicity from the deeper tissue. Not the toxicity that came from the rest of winter, but the toxicity that comes from life itself. An environment we have been plundering, the earth that we have been scouring with toxic things, chemicals, etc. The mental toxicity of the planet, the collective angst, and of course those dedicated to who've dedicated their lives to the unsalubrious, the unwholesome, without even knowing 
that they are part of the human species. So as we move through the disharmonious, the dis-ease, the vulnerabilities, and the wide open, almost healed wounds, let us be certain of one thing, that Mother Nature promised us a time of renewal, and it will be thus if only we can claim this vulnerable, fragile period of time with the essence of our own self-truth and reflections. Nature beckons us to reformat the organism at this time, to lay low to let go of the dross you may have emotionally collected, and certainly the dross we are collecting now globally, the, that dreaded fear, but let the fears be. Spring always brings more fear than any other season of the six seasons. According to Ayurveda, we do have six seasons. Remember to set forth only reasonable goals to be accomplished because we have been setting so many goals that have so little to do with our own nurturance or giving back to Mother Earth. Seek a pace that supports the reawakening so that we can experience the renewal that spring promises. During this time, you would notice a feeling of stagnancy being erratic, unanchored. Embrace it for what it is. The necessary boulder set in the place of your movement to slow you down. COVID-19 is a pandemic, a great war that we must face within and without. But it does give us pause. It does bring us back into the home of Mother Earth. And that is why I call this series Home is Now in Ohm. Because for all of the movement and displacement and feeling of disparity and distress and dis-ease, we do have this brilliant universe and its cosmic sound, OM. The vibration that is in every cell and tissue and memory of our being that we could fall back into, that we could lay still within, that we could listen to the silence of OM and then spout it out as OM. I hear the birds around me. They have never stopped oming. But it does make me wonder with concern when I see the deers scurrying about the forest at 2 a.m. That is not their time clock. They usually are up very early right before 
the first light of dawn on the horizon. But getting back to the juncture of spring, a pause is needed to allow time to contemplate our inner world. Now our inner world has less space because of the busy mind, the busy activities, the amount of goals we have set for ourselves which are unreasonable at best, the ambitions we claim that we need to fulfill which has so little to do with purpose or our individual karma. So many things will become clear in this period of seclusion. It is not an enforced isolation. It only becomes an isolation and alienation when we refuse to see the beauty of the time given to us. Mother Nature herself has enforced a quarantine, but she does not call it a quarantine. She simply instructs, go within, explore my universe, so that you can reconnect again to the cosmic memories, to the cognitive functions, to the beauty of your purpose as a human person on this earth. And when you come back out, you will walk ever so much more gently upon the earth than you have done before. My earth, my bosom, my body. And I shan't scold you for disregarding the essences of my presence. But I do caution you that you are connected to me in visible and invisible ways, in celestial and sacred ways, in that my welfare is your welfare. And when I become fragile, so do you. As then, as now, we have the time to reflect. We must simplify, we must lessen the use of Mother Earth's resources. This is going to be the most difficult challenge of all. Because once we find the joy of reprieve and the fact that we can be what our society calls careless, but it's not careless. That we can pause without feeling guilty. It's like when disease gives us permission to back off from everything and everyone. Well, we're looking at a greater disease, and that's the disease of our planet. And so, yes, we must take that pause and find a way to make it through economically, by lessening, lessening, lessening our needs. So much of what we have acquired and over-acquired is the affluence of disease, the affluence that brings disease. I'm not talking about wealth and prosperity now, I'm talking about 
an idea that more is better. The idea of elitism, the idea that we could never have enough. The idea that we compete with each other for goals that have no anchoring in Mother Earth or Mother Nature. Those ideas, those ideologies, those belief systems, those un ancestral underpinnings that make us grander than another person, those underpinnings, those tethers are what Mother Nature is determined to strip from us. Painful, yes. But this pain does not create wounds or scars. It's simply raw. It's like rubbing salt in an open wound. But at the end of the fortnight, it is the very salt that heals that wounds, those wounds. But I promised that this second episode was going to be filled with light, filled with sadhana that we can do for ourselves. Don't try and figure it out. The inner work is vast. Simply sit and breathe and pace your breath. Take walks if you're able to around you without contact with too many people. Look up to the skies. Look up to the full moon which is just about to happen tonight around 8 p.m. my time on the East Coast. The pink moon they call it, the super moon. We've had so many super moons and so many eclipses and so many much movement, the grand movement of the planets in the last year or so. But this moon which we call the crow moon or the pink moon or, is a beautiful moon commonly called pink because of the flocks, the flower, the pink color of the flocks which come out at this time. But it's also the moon that brings out the blossom of the cherry blossom and, and the, the dogwood and so much other beautiful flowering trees. You will become clear, just trust that. And I promise you this from my own arduous experiences of where walking the fire has become my norm. One of the most beautiful sadhanas that wise earth Ayurveda advocates is soft gazing to embrace the spring. Softly close your eyes and then just as gently reopen them. Do not focus, in fact, lose your focus. Just have your gaze softly scan around you. 
you're not taking in any particular object. Remember, according to the Vedas, everything is already inside of you. Consciously and continually soften your gaze throughout the springtime so that you may gently absorb the beauty that she emerges from without but blooming within you. Feel the cool, fresh air in the fields. Smell the flowers. Listen to the birds and the animals. They are such exquisite companions. Refrain from intruding upon the magical essence of this incredible season, this season of withdrawal. We don't want to plunder the earth. We want to resist scouring, digging, although we can do a light amount of our planting of our herbs and our gardens. But that too we shan't disturb the topsoil too terribly much. I myself, over many years, had incorporated both the Vedic principles of planting and the companion system, which allows us to not tamper too much with the good, rich black earth. Honor the rebirth within yourself. Spring allows you to do this. If we were to come into our own silent retreat, as we have been called to do so now, and I don't use the word forced to do, because if we feel it is forced upon us, we still have such a ways to go to understand that we are called upon to take this time out. And what a season. The pandemic was kind enough to bring the end of winter into spring, which is the most natural time for us to seek this reflection. Om Trambakaya Jamahe Sugandhim Pushtivardhanam Urvadukamiva Bandhanan Mrityor Mokshiya Ma Amrita Ata. Peace be your journey. Thank you.